here what's good y'all welcome to another episode of the not so ceo talk show you are here with your lovely guests Brittany antoinette founder and ceo or not so ceo of the idea girl so let's get into today's episode so our last episode, I pretty much just did a quick intro just for those who may know me, those who don't know me, and just to kind of just quickly reiterate everything that I talked about. Um, I went on a bit of a hiatus and I was quiet for some time and it's because really and truly I did not know how to bring it to anyone or let anyone know that I was burnt out. So today we are going to go over breakdowns, burnouts, and breakthrough just really quickly. Um, so as I mentioned before, I was on top of the world in the beginning, or I thought I was on the top of the world. It, it felt like that back in 2019 <laughs> with my agency. I was just doing everything that I wanted to do. I was having the time of my life. I was, you know, um, doing events. I was just, you know, just being my authentic self, and I was loving it. I was loving it. And then things changed. So I would say things started changing or took a toll. I want to say maybe in the fall of 2019, that's when things really started changing. So I started expanding my team or so I thought I was expanding a team. Um, I was hiring contractors, some of the most talented, amazing people you can think of. Okay. Shout out to some of my girls. Love y'all forever. Um, legit family and at the time I didn't really know what I was doing I didn't really know how to vet source talent and the one thing that is probably the most important to remember when hiring a team is to make sure you have training in place oh lord did I did I have training I don't know um <laughs> but just overall running an agency was just Pretty much, um, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I ended up burning out, as I mentioned before. And it was, it started off again, it just started off with just being overwhelmed and just feeling like I was failing at everything. So it started with just, you know, timelines. It started just feeling like I was all over the place. It started feeling like I was being pulled in many different directions, whether it was from a team member or a client or operations. And it just, it just felt, I just felt so overwhelmed. So when I was working by myself, it was just very, very, very easy or it was, it was, it was, it was pretty easy. And I went from working alone to now working with anywhere between like 15 to 20 people, contractors, and then the same amount of clients, if that. Y'all, what was I doing? I don't know. I don't know. But... I will tell you this, I did the best I knew I could, okay? So I, I, I definitely tried my best in it, and I literally, I loved it. I definitely did love it. I love being an agency owner. I loved it. But um, I decided that I didn't want to be 
an agency owner anymore. You know, I decided that I did not want to wake up with that anxiety of deadlines and chasing people for content and making sure that you're getting feedback with an appropriate timing so that way it doesn't throw off your entire project timeline. Then the the, 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 the actual budget, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I was this year's old when I learned that web development, not web design, web development starts at like $10,000. Not designing the site. I'm talking about just the coding stuff, the stuff we used to do in MySpace that cost 10K starting sometimes. And I realized like, oh my God, how is my audience, how are my girls, how is my segment, where are they going to get this from? <laughs> Realistically, where are they going to get this from? Where are where are they going to just be able to invest in their business and pull $100,000 out the ass? Right? So in addition to that, it was just, again, my work-life balance was very, very, very poor. It was very, 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 very poor. I did not get any sleep. I barely had a romantic life. Barely had a social life. And if I did have a social life, there was a high chance, a very high chance that I was going to be working. I went to Paris with, with, um, with a group of friends once, and I couldn't even enjoy the Eiffel Tower because I found a cafe on the corner just so I could bust out a mood board. I felt like I was living to work for everyone. And it was a very sucky feeling. <laughs> And again, I'm very grateful. This is not, I'm not here to bitch and moan, but I'm here to tell you the real tea. And it was not sustainable. It was not effective. And I was literally killing myself slowly, really killing myself. And from going from agency owner to not so CEO, um, Again, the idea girl is an independent practice at this point now. But I went from having an agency running with like so many different people and then having the key people, that's all I'm going to say, is very important to help you move things along. You can have the most amazing artist on your team, but if that project is not managed correctly, <laughs> things can go haywire really quickly. That ass. And I wasn't prepared for a lot of different things. Again, I didn't have the knowledge or the expertise or the je ne sais quoi to be able to pull myself through things where I needed experience. And it wasn't fair to me. It wasn't fair to my clients and it wasn't fair to my teammates. And I felt like I wanted to be an agency because that was the thing to do. I felt like it was the thing to do. And really and truly, it wasn't it wasn't the thing to do at the time. Um, because it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it's really, really, really important that you do what's for you. I realized I wanted everyone else's idea of success and not my own. I thought that if I looked, I looked more professional if I had 20-something people on my team. I kid you not. And to be real with you, 
<laughs> it caused a lot more issues because I did not have training in place. I did not have an HR department. I'm literally running a team of contractors. And it was a mess. It was a mess sometimes. And as much as some of my team members like to be like, oh, Brittany, you're not doing that bad of a job. I'm like, girl, I'm a hot ass mess over here. Okay. I don't need you to tell me. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to, <laughs> I don't need you to lie to me right now. Like I know it's a mess because I feel like it's a mess. I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. Um, and then from there, you know, just kind of um realizing just just I didn't have to be what everyone else wanted me to be. Like I can just be what I want to be. And the breakdown, the breakdown didn't come until later, right? The breakdown started, actually, no, the breakdown started in 2019. I would say that was the breakdown happened. I had, I will get into this a little more in the episode. I've been very private about the situation. I have not wanted to really bring it up too much because it's something that I'm still healing from. But I had a situation where one of the contractors um, at the time pretty much, Went and packaged like the whole idea girl gang concept and rebranded it into their own. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but when I mean my blood was on fire, it was boiling. I kept this in for years. It felt really good to just admit that just now because it was something that was on my heart and I felt, you know, I, I, I would never want to bash anyone. I'm pretty sure that person might have learned. They might have known. I've grown from it, but it, it literally took life out of me it literally made me say I don't even want to do anything anymore I stopped doing events I stopped posting on Instagram I stopped sharing my life I stopped sharing my travels I stopped talking to people I stopped inspiring them I stopped motivating them I stopped going to women's conferences I didn't want to be around nothing anymore and what didn't help was I was already experiencing uh, certain relationships and situations where they were very one-sided and, you know, I was dealing with, you know, I had relationships that weren't really real, real relationships or friendships that weren't really friendships. And there were times when I thought people were my friend and I was just so happy to have a friend like, oh, yeah, yeah, girl, we friends now. And not really doing a whole entire background check. Like, I just want people in my face. I just want somebody to talk to. Not realizing whether or not this person, you know, has the ability or the capability or the time or the energy to even be what I expected them to be. So that happened. Then, <laughs> I mean, I mean, shit, cat's out the bag now. I might as well keep going. Um, I was in a relationship at the time. Um, I was in a three-year relationship. Um, it ended, uh, literally I, I went to Bali at the end of 2019, came back and, and broke up with that person. Me, you know, there were a lot of red flags. I ignored a lot of red flags. We we're going to talk about that another time, but I ignored a lot of red flags. And essentially I broke up with that person when I returned back from vacation. Um, then we ended up rekindling two months into the pandemic. So it was like, we broke up. I thought he got his stuff back together. You know, I, you know, I, we didn't. I thought it was just kind of like an on and off thing, right? Two months into us, like, or maybe like a month into us, like reconnecting, he tells me that he's about to be a father. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. So you mean to tell me that somebody got, in, you know, 
that somebody got pregnant while we were together. So that was just kind of like the icing on the cake, to be honest. And all of this was happening at the same time, like the copycat at the agency, the um, the 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 the, the ex boyfriend who's now an ex boyfriend who's now engaged and about to have a baby. It was a mess, and I was broken. I was heartbroken. I felt betrayed, and I turned bitter. Do not let your betrayal turn into bitterness. Okay, because you will harden. And you shouldn't harden when you're meant to be soft. I was meant to be soft. I was just handled um, the wrong way. That's all. But I'm back. Better than ever. But that was a minute ago. Anyways, um, because of the fact I was stressed, anxious, all of these things were happening at the same time, I ended up getting really sick. And remember I said I started, I told you, started off, um, it started like with just exhaustion. So I was overworking. So that hustle culture, that shit got to die, fam. It got to die because it will really kill you. It really will. So that hustle, working, grinding, nonstop, don't eat. So, you know, like club, another club, another club. It's like don't sleep, client work, more client work, more client work, pushback deadline, missing content for 90 days, Feedback missing for three days. Another client project. No money. Missed invoice. Should I go on? Can you give me a snap right now if you understand that? I'm just saying. Okay, I'm going to snap my damn self. Okay, so it was a lot. And I ended up burning the fuck out. And it started physically. And I'll get into this in another episode, which will be coming up. Um, I ended up having gut issues. So I am just again, cats out the bag. Um, and this is pretty much the, one of the real reasons why I took a hiatus. I had gut issues. And if anyone is out there who suffers from IBS, uh, gastrointestinal issues, acid reflux, Crohn's disease, anyone that is suffering from any stomach ailment, please hold space for these people. Because when you can't use your core, I'm telling you, you are going to wish you would have taken care of yourself a lot sooner until waiting until things got worse. So there would be days where I can't get out of bed. There are days where I am very lucky if I can make a bowel movement. I will go days sometimes without that. And when I was a kid, I used to think that was normal. And what I learned actually is when you hold shit in, you hold shit in. All right? And I was constipated for most of my life not realizing this. And I got into adulthood, and my body couldn't take it no more. My body was tired. So granted, my case of my GS, you know, my gastro issues, might not be as severe as some people. Some people are in way dire situations than me. And I remember the first time I started experiencing stomach problems, I remember the acid kind of pushed back and, and came up on my throat, and I had a sore throat. Yo, stomach issues are no joke, fam. Like, I'm telling you right now, take care of yourself. What I learned is that 
the largest nerve in the body is called the vagus nerve. It's connected, uh, it connects the stomach to the brain. And your mental health and your stomach health are directly affected. So that anxiety, that stress, that depression, that affects your gut, guys. And it affects the way you metabolize energy. And I didn't know all of this information that I know now. And I'm in the process of healing myself. And it took a lot for me to admit this. <laughs> it took a lot because I'm always used to being the strong friend that helps everybody else, right? Some of my closest friends don't even have a clue that I've been dealing with this for as long as I've been dealing with it for the past two years. And again, it's something that I try to control through hypnotherapy, um, I try to manage it through therapy, try to manage it through diet. And <laughs> the funny thing is, is the only thing that tends to trigger it is when I'm stressed or when I'm anxious. So really and truly, I had to look at everything that's going on in my life and see what's really giving me the stomach pains. Those butterflies in my stomach, that wasn't for play play. That was for real. Those that in your stomach, like those little butterflies or that sinking feeling, that's real shit, fam. Don't ignore that. Don't ignore your gut. Um, so burning out was was overworking. The result was me burning out. And me doing too much is it resulted in me burning out. And where I am now, my breakthrough, my breakthrough comes from letting go of the things that were holding me back. And I felt that my agency, because I went from, you know, working alone and then having a huge community to having an agency where you have no control because Project Scope is a mother. Uh, I'm sorry, Scope Creep is a mother. Scope Creep. You're going to get into a whole episode about scope creep because whoo, that is every creative's worst nightmare. Okay. But we're going to get into that. But overall, my breakthrough came about when I decided that I didn't want to live like this anymore. And I have every right to choose my happiness and my joy. And granted, I'm still doing my thing. I'm still working. I'm still the idea girl. I'm still that person. But I am no longer a business. I'm an artist first. And as an artist, I have to make it my business to handle my business. And as an artist, you have to make it your business to handle your business. And that's putting yourself first. Putting your needs and your priorities ahead of everyone else's in order for you to be the best version of yourself to show up for you, in order for you to be able to show up for everyone else. I was doing this shit backwards, y'all. I'm sitting here <laughs> trying to make everybody else happy. Meanwhile, I'm drowning in the end of it. So all of that to say, with breaking through, you're going to have a breakdown. You might burn out, but there's always an opportunity for you to break through. There's an opportunity for you to let go of the things that hold you back. You do not have to remain captive to your thoughts, to other people's thoughts, to other people's ideas and criticisms and your trauma. You don't. You deserve to be free. And letting go of having 
a huge agency has been the most freeing thing I've ever done because if I would have kept doing it, I think I probably would have burned myself out into, uh, burned myself out to the point where I might not have been able to come back as strong. And I was able to catch myself before it even got that bad. So I want all creative entrepreneurs out there, do your best to take care of yourself. I think I heard Nidra Weber, amazing, amazing author of, um, I think it's Set Boundaries, Find Peace, or uh, Find Peace, Set Boundaries. I'm not, can't remember the exact name right now. It's one of my favorite books. How do I, I do that? But she says something about self-care is proactive. Meanwhile, aftercare is responsive. So self-care is something that you do right now in that moment. It's not after you've been used and abused that you decide to stand up and take care for yourself. You got to do it right then and there. You can't wait until you burn out to decide that you 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 need to change or, or make those changes. You got to you got to do it before it, it, it gets to that point. You got to put yourself first, fam. You have to do that. Um, this episode's a little shorter today, <laughs> but I wanted to get that off my chest because, you know, all 22 I have to say, say that shit with your chest. So with my chest, I just want to say as important as it is for us to make these sales goals, as important as it is for us to have an amazing clientele, as important as it is for us to get that magazine feature, please, please, by all means, take care of your mental health before it impacts your physical health, okay? You deserve to put yourself first. You are your own priority. And I will see you next time on the Not So CEO Talk Show. Talk to you soon. Bye.